With your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Good evening and welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa. Matt, you got a new nickname last night. Did I? Yes, you've now been dubbed the Ninja. Okay. By one of our regular legend trippers and one of our good friends. I'll take it. I'll take any and all nicknames. Who also gave you those lovely headphones that you're oh, sporting cool. tonight. They're quite comfortable and stylish. And I sound completely... And I appreciate them. I sound completely different now with these on. Do you? Yes. A lot more bassy. Yeah, very bassy. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know if that's... This, is, this you know. Must, must be what it's like to uh, have Beats headphones. <laughs> you're still trying to get that sponsorship, aren't yep. you? Dr. Dre, if you're listening. Well, our attempt at getting a bow sponsorship didn't work. Mm. No matter how many letters I wrote them telling them how much I love my bows and how it's the official headphone of Spooky South Coast and we would love to promote them on the air. You know, they, they never wrote back, but that's fine. We are here to talk with you uh, usually about the paranormal, but tonight we'll probably be giving you some storm updates as well because it's starting here. I, uh, I drew, made, made my way in here from the east side of Wareham. You made oh. your way in from... The Marion Line yep. area, right? Uphill both ways. <laughs> and I have to say, uh, it, it wasn't too bad coming in, but I just know how terrible it's going to be going home. Especially for you, because you're going somewhere after this, right? Um, possibly, yeah. It's going to be really so, bad. It's going to be fun getting home. Or you could just sleep there and then come here in the morning. Yeah, that's weird. It is weird. <laughs> it's amazing uh, how many of our friends that are going to this thing are planning on doing just that. I don't think that I could. But... Normally on Spooky South Coast, we have guests planned and we have topics under discussion. And tonight we left it kind of open because we weren't sure we were going to come in. You know, I'd spoken with Pete earlier in the week right. and he said we were going to come on early because of the Bruins game. And th- there's two things that are working against us tonight. One, the storm. So I didn't know if we'd even be able to make it in because we don't have the best cars in the world. Uh, no, no. That's, that's common <laughs> knowledge. That is common knowledge. I mean, I have we all... Don't ha- we don't have to say that on the air. I have all-wheel drive. Yeah. But I have terrible brakes. <laughs> so I can go. I can get to where I got to go. I just can't stop when I get there. That's the only issue. I like how we both took a drink <laughs> on the air at the same time. That did not work out well at all. I could hear us both sip. <laughs> I know. These headphones are incredible. So... uh so normally we would have a guest on and we'd be right. discussing a, a topic, but we're just going to kind of freeform some things here tonight. And we will have some people checking in throughout the course of the night. Uh, here's the other problem with trying to have a show tonight. Yes. Apparently everybody in the paranormal world is at John Tobin's Halloween party. I know. Out in Western what New the, York. What the heck? Yeah. It's terrible for us because like we're trying to get people to come on and join us, and they're all at John's party. Right. And, and on top of that, they have that lake effect snow where yep. he is, yep. and they're buried under like six feet of snow. So they're having trouble getting around, and you know, they're, they're trying problem. to pick people up at the airport and yep. all kinds of things. So, yeah. But I want to thank our, our good friend Tiffany Rice, the host <laughs> of Spirit Connections yep. on Spooky TV. Yep. You know, Spooky but, TV, well, where she got her start. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to thank her for not making it to our Odd Fest party last night, <laughs> instead of going to somebody else's holiday party. She did, but... 
That was in New York. I think it was it was planned beforehand. I know. So. I, I'm just teasing her. Yeah. I've been giving her uh, grief about that all week long. But I, I could say the same for you. Where yeah. were you last night? I know. I was trying to make a million dollars. Working. Yeah. yeah. That's the downside of uh, of having it on a Friday night. You know, mm-hmm. it's some people, it's the night they have to work. And But we did have a great time. And I think uh, Tiffany's going to be on um, Slaps 360 tomorrow night at 7 on Spooky TV. Right. Yep. Which is also not yep. our show. Nope. Not our show. <laughs> That's fine. But uh, we had a great time last night at Knuckleheads. Stoney brought some of his oddities in. Oh, yeah? That's good. He brought an actual hand of glory. I saw a lot of pictures on Facebook of people enjoying themselves, but no pictures of oddities, aside from the one that was around your neck. Yeah, he only brought but, a few down because he ha- but, he has a big collection. Yeah. But there's only a few that he wanted to take out and kind of leave out. He brought out, uh, he had a hand of glory. He had a noose. Yeah, I wouldn't trust you guys like handling that stuff. Right, exactly. Not, well, these not, were in, not at the end of the night. He gave us the stuff <laughs> that was in glass cases, yeah, yeah. and then uh, we also had. Um, he brought down the shrunken head, which I put around. He put that around my neck. Nice. And then he also brought down the skulls of conjoined twins. Oh, cool! Like joined together at the skull. <laughs> that was pretty cool. And you know, we we talked to him for quite a bit about some of his different collection and, you, and how he acquired them. Did he ever uh, divulge like where he actually gets these things? Oh yeah, does no. He, does he? Yeah, is he there, like a. A, like a black market for this There stuff? kind of is. That's kind of yeah. what it is. And that's who he's... somebody who knows somebody? He's been getting a lot of these as some of the other... As some of the side shows have closed down. Uh, you know, he's been able to pick mm-hmm. these up. But there, there's people who are brokering these for him. And it's, it's not like oddities yeah. on TV. You know, like, this is like hardcore. And you know Stoney. You know, he's... Yeah, yeah. He's going to vet all the stuff that he's getting before he gets it. He's going to make sure that he's buying something that's legitimate. Mm-hmm. Does he have any of the uh, the old, like, tapestries from, like, you know, like... Coney Island and I don't like know that. if he does. I th- that would be really cool. To I have. think he mentioned to us that he had him. I don't know where, when where we had him on the show. Them up though, or well, display. He them, said, but he said that one year he put all of his stuff out at Knuckleheads on Halloween. Yep, and that didn't really work out so well. Everybody got a little too touchy with yeah, all of his yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I can, I can see at the end of the night or after a few beers. Mm-hmm. Taking pictures with a Fiji mermaid. I would, right. That would be all about it. Yeah. Trying to take home that Fiji yeah. mermaid. Hey. Yeah, touching it appropriately. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of the night, of course, we did it as a Toys for Tots fundraiser. So we had all kinds of toys laid out. And, and somebody brought down this giant stuffed dog. Oh, yeah? Like huge stuffed dog. Yeah, like and a Clifford type? Kind of. It was like a golden retriever, though. Yeah. But it was it was large. Wow. And, uh, and, and everybody was kind of touching it inappropriately. <laughs> Especially, especially Taylor. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know, we had a great time, uh, a fantastic event. And we brought a lot of toys to Toys for Tots, which was the important part about it. And we had a good time, too. And that's the important part is that, you know, everybody looks at Legend Trips and, and Spooky South Coast. And they see us as, you know, being so active in the paranormal field and when you come out to one of our events you know you don't really have time to, to really talk to us because we're on a tight schedule we're on a right, clock a tight, yeah you guys are on a tight ship we and we, we have to like, for it to be effective yep. so this is a chance to kind of put all that aside and just hang out and relax and have some fun and have some conversations and it's funny because uh name dropping alert dustin Parry came yep. and uh and i don't know if you've seen the new dunkin donuts commercial but I there's haven't. a commercial with dustin Parry in it really because he's, he's like, running on Duncan. Yeah, he's one of the world's <laughs> biggest Dunkin' Donuts fans. Yeah, yeah. So they, they put him in the commercial. And there's all these news reports 
on like Channel 10, Channel 12, about a local Rhode Island man who made it into a national Dunkin' Donuts commercial, and they interview him, and they talk about mm-hmm. you know his love for Dunkin' Donuts and all this stuff, and about how he's gotten this opportunity to be in a nationwide Dunkin' Donuts commercial, and they completely forget to mention that the dude was on a national television show for like three seasons. <laughs> Right. They just failed to mention that. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, it's so great that he's in this commercial. Oh, yeah. And by the way, he was the star of a network television show. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, that's fine. Local, and, it's local news. Yeah. And, and and Dustin said he doesn't mind being known as the Dunkin' Donuts guy, which I'm sure he doesn't right. because he's, you know, he's got that gift card with the huge balance on it from, from part of that. Yeah. And he, you know, he's smart. He uses social media to his advantage, but not, not that he wants. It. He just like likes to get behind the products that he supports. Yep. He's not looking for any freebies, but it's worked out well for him when he gets cases of Chobani yogurt delivered to his house and yep. you know yep. Dunkin' Donuts and all that kind of stuff. So I bet he could get a Boa sponsorship. I bet you he could. <laughs> <laughs> we got to work on that. Maybe he can get us those beats. Right. We we could probably get those knockoff beats. Those you can get those everywhere. Mm. Is it like with, it's just B E E T? Yeah, <laughs> they just look like beats. But, on the and they ones. only play killer tofu. They do. <laughs> you knew I was going to say that. I you. But that was the. Uh, I need more allowance. <laughs> <laughs> that was the. That was the uh, insane thing when I was trying to buy like better headphones a few years ago. It was like I was going on those online yard sale pages on Facebook, and and everybody had Beats headphones, and I was like, well, sixty bucks for a pair of Beats. I'll yeah. I'll spend that to get. But then it's like, well, I just got to be honest with you before you come and buy them. They're fake. Oh, okay. Well, then why are you selling them? <laughs> why are you trying to pass them off as real, and then you're going to wait until I'm about to uh, purchase them before you tell me that they're fake? That doesn't make any sense. Mm. Tomfoolery. So, yeah, definitely tomfoolery. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you would like to call in and share, you can give us a call, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. Everything is on the table tonight. Whatever you'd like to talk about in the world of the paranormal, Matt and I are going to kick around some topics, and we'll get your uh, approach as well. Uh, Matt, last night I was driving home from Oddfest, and I was listening to our buddy Dave Schrader, who was uh, guest hosting yep. that you know that big overnight talk show that's on so many stations across the world and uh, he was interviewing Corey taylor from slipknot oh really who has a new book out called if i remember right it's called something happened on the way to heaven or a funny thing happened on the way to heaven and it's kind of Corey recounting his life in the paranormal oh okay yeah which i thought was kind of interesting yeah i didn't know that i'm not a slipknot fan i've never really listened to them i know that one stone sour song Mm-hmm. That was on the radio like 10 years ago. Yep. And maybe more probably now at this point. But, I mean, that's the extent of what I know about them. I know that you know a little bit more than I do. Uh, slightly more, but I'm not like a, I'm not writing a, any biography about them. No, no. But, you, <laughs> but at least you know a little more yeah, about yeah. them. Do they have a lot of paranormal themes in their music and in, in their songs? Um, I, I suppose a lot of it is um, kind of, I don't know. I want to say like. I don't know. It's hard to hard to describe. It's metal, so I mean that kind of has uh, paranormal kind of those dark, here and there. dark tones. Anyway. Nothing, nothing too heavy. It's not like he's screaming about ghosts or anything. He may scream about ghosts, like in his personal time, but not not in songs that I know of. Well, I mean, it was it was interesting to listen to, and and you know, Dave, he's a great interviewer, right. uh, and and I'm listening to. There just didn't seem to be a lot of substance behind what he was saying, and I was just getting the um, 
the feeling like this is a celebrity who wrote a book. You know, he probably had a ghostwriter, and now he's like the the public face of this book. And I just wasn't buying it. Like I just didn't think that he was as into it as he was trying to be. And the, like, this is kind of like a uh, you know a gimmick. But then they got deeper into the conversation, and and, and then Corey started to open up, and it it definitely changed the tone of it. So I was I was really impressed by you know some of the answers that he came up with and great job by dave of course for making uh an interesting interview on yeah, that's cool a show that sometimes doesn't have interesting interviews. i'll check it out why well, are you a, are you a member of their archive no, service I'm not, I'm not you don't want to pay seven dollars a month no i can't afford that that's okay everybody on the internet has found a way around that so not that i should be encouraging that but you know there is a way around it 508-996-0500-877-996-1420. Those are the numbers to call in and share with us whatever is on your mind. There is no spooky TV tonight because it's just the two of us, and we are bundled up here. It's cold in the studio. We're wearing, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't even taken a shower today. No? No. I got I home. like you. I got home at like 2 a.m. from Oddfest, crawled right into bed, woke up at you know 5, came here, did the morning shift, went home, fell asleep again, woke up, came here. So I might shower when I get home. I might just wait till tomorrow. Really? I know that's a lot for me <laughs> to push off that long. But uh, anyway, I was afraid that that smell would start coming through the cameras. So no Spooky TV. But if you are watching on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com, you can jump into the chat room there and you can share. We get some guys in there already. want to say hello to everybody hanging out in the chat room. And, of course, if you just click on the audio-only link right at the bottom, you will get the WBSM.com feed. And also, for those of you out there who, you know, you're not local and you don't listen to WBSM all the time and you just tune in on Saturday nights for Spooky South Coast, if you're looking for some good quality Christmas music, to play during the course of the next week and a half or so, you can do so by going to WBSM.com and clicking on the Christmas music player. Really? Yes. Mm. So you can have Christmas music all the time, handpicked nice. by the staff here Very at nice. WBSM, I think. <laughs> Nobody asked my opinion. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I mean, who am I to share my opinion on Christmas music? So like Weisberg? Yeah, no, we don't have any Hanukkah songs. <laughs> I'm not Jewish. Is, is Dominic the donkey in there? I'm sure that it is. I just oh, found... That's good. That's something. Would you, would you like an Altoid? Oh, where was that? Loose in my pocket. Oh. That's something. <laughs> I'm going to save that for dinner. All right. 508-996-0500-877-996-1420. Back in just a few minutes here on WBSM's Spooky South Coast. Hello. Hey man, what? you up? No. Wake up, I need to talk to you. I think your house is haunted. Hey, come on, it's 2.30 in the morning. I can't sleep in here, man. I'm scared. Welcome back, Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa. Oh, hey. And we are here to talk with you about the paranormal. And speaking of the paranormal, you know, Spooky South Coast is on Saturday nights, usually from 10 to midnight. Usually, yes. But we'll get shifted around for the Bruins and for NFL playoffs, and, you know, a lot of that stuff will be happening. And then before you know it, it's Red Sox season again, and who knows <laughs> yeah, what happens exactly. once that comes. Yeah, we get pushed around a lot around here. We do. We get pushed around way too easily. Yeah. We should probably start pushing back. Yeah. We are the number one highest rated mm-hmm. paranormal talk show on WBSM. Yep. So that exactly. should give us some cash, yeah. right, at least. If anybody out there is uh, wants us to 
to be on the air instead of the Red Sox, call the program manager here at WBS. <laughs> right, exactly. And tell them. I'm sure that that will go over well. Of Start course. a petition on change.org, and we'll see what we can do. Is that a thing? Yes. Thing? No, like, it is. That's where you start online petitions, is change.org. You can just start a petition about anything? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very interesting. Oh, I can only imagine what you're <laughs> thinking. But, uh, you know, we're here Saturday nights to talk with you about the paranormal, but you can hear about the paranormal all week long on Spooky TV, right. SpookySouthCoast.com. It's our online network that Matt has kind of taken and run with, and we've built up some uh, some great programming. We have, of course, uh, the uh, I'm blanking Spirit Connections, of course, Tuesday yep. nights, 7 p.m. Uh, Tiffany and Stephanie. Tiffany Rice and Stephanie Burke. Uh, we're running 30-odd minutes. Yep. When, when And that airs? Um, I That airs uh, sporadically. So okay. It doesn't exactly have a time slot. We have Slaps 360, yep, that, which is on... That airs uh, Sunday night at uh, 7 o'clock. And tomorrow night, Tiffany Rice will be their guest, yep, right? Yep. Because they're snowed in up there. And uh, and what else? Uh, is Tuesday night's at um, 7 o'clock. Um, actually, it's, I think it's 8 o'clock. I should know this, right? You should. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can look at the schedule on SpookyTV.SpookySouthCoast.com. So you would have thought that I would have done that yes, before I started yes. promoting it. Um, <laughs> but uh, we air uh, Ghosts Are Near, uh, Keith Johnson, Keith and Sandra Johnson's show. And uh, followed by that at 8.30 is the Chuckles and Laughs show. Wow. So, so Tuesday oh, nights yeah. are, are yeah. pretty swinging on Spooky TV. But now we have a new night of programming. Uh, oh, we're running Penny Dreadful, too. I didn't know that. Uh, that is coming soon. Okay. We have to work out the details. Uh but um, I think you're running. I think you're running Penny Dreadful against Penny Dreadful. I think that's the time oh, she really? airs on Wareham TV. Oh, okay. But uh, also, we have uh, a new show debuting on Thursday nights. We do uh, Paranormal After Party. Um, it's put out by the uh, generic Black Shirt Paranormal Group. Best and, name uh, ever. Yep, yep. Which they uh, go out and investigate and have a good time. It's kind of like lighthearted. Which it's uh, it's a good show though. I like it. I like it. Well, let's bring then, on yeah, we have Flip let's Searles. bring on the man behind that show, Flip Searles. Uh, good evening, Flip. Thank you for joining us. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're always happy to have you on. And of course, you you know you've been legend tripping with us for a while, and and you've been yes. doing the paranormal thing for a number of years. And you know it's about time that we're able to bring you to Spooky TV. Hey, well, if I had to go out and create a show to do it, that's what I did. <laughs> so tell us about your group. Tell us about the Generic Black Shirt Paranormal Society. Um, generic black shirt group was pretty much made just for TV. These, these are guys that I've you know worked with in the past and just you know have a great connection with, have a great time with every time that we're out. And we figured you know why not put the cameras on us as well and put it out there for the masses. Now I mean, Matt was saying that you're taking kind of a lighthearted approach with Paranormal After Party. What's kind of the the mission statement for the show? The mission statement for the show is the evidence is real, the rest is real fun. I mean, we we put forth, you know, the evidence is all legit. It's We actually do serious investigating, but we also show the lighthearted side of it. And, you know, we, we have fun with it. And that's something I think that's been missing in the paranormal television world. Oh, it definitely has been. I mean, you watch these shows, and, and, you know, we've come to know so many of these people that are on these TV shows over the years, and you see them, and you're like, well, that's not what they're like. You know, when you're investigating with these guys, they're not completely serious all the time. Uh, you know, they're not, they're not, you know, what was that? Oh, my God. You know, it, you can tell what's played up for the cameras and what doesn't seem real, and, and it sounds like your show is going to come across more real than, than some of these reality shows. 
I, I mean, nothing at all is staged or scripted. Everything is, you know, just the cameras on us. You know, I feel bad for our editors having to go through the, the amount of footage that we <laughs> give them, you know, and try to have a good balance of, you know, the investigating along with the, you know, fooling around. And is there, uh, are there, are there already some locations all lined up for the show, the, some places that you're, you're going to be going and investigating? Well, we never announced where we're going before we film it, but I can tell you um, season one that will be premiering on your network. Um, we got some good spots in there. We have uh, the old jail out in Jim Thorpe, PA. Uh, there's a boarding house from the 1920s that we got a ton of evidence out of. Um, Burn Bray Mansion is in season one. You know, and we, we like to hit the known ones, but we also like to hit a, a few of the not-so-well-known ones. Yeah, I mean, that's when you can present a location for the first time to the audience and, and kind of give them, uh, you know, fresh, virgin ground for investigation. I think that really draws people in. And then when you're giving, when you're giving them the approach that it sounds like you're going to be taking, I think, for me, I'm going to take somebody more seriously if they're not overly serious. But how do you, how do you make sure that you maintain that balance, though, of, of still convincing people that you are serious enough about the investigation because some people who are you know basically skeptics and and, and cynics they're going to look at it and be like well these guys are having way too much fun for this to be legitimate science well see that, that's what we got in the beginning in, in the first episode was just pretty much to get to know us there was a little bit of investigating but there was a lot of partying and just you know introducing the the personalities that are on the show and then by the second episode we're you know headlong into serious investigating so as long as people can stick with us, you know, for two episodes, I think they're really going to like it. Well, that's that's less episodes than it took me to get into Breaking Bad. So <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, when when the show uh, does start to air on Spooky TV, one of the things that we like to do is we like to run the chat room, uh, and we like to have people interact there while they're watching the programming. Do you plan on hopefully being able to to jump in the chat room and, and discuss with people? Our group is big enough. I'm sure we can at least have two or three people in there on any given week. Because I, I, I know that there's going to be a lot of questions for you from from the uh, Spooky TV audience. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I, you know, we're trying to do this in a different light, and you know, but, but staying true to the real investigating. Now, talk a little bit about your about your name there, the generic black shirt. For people who aren't in the paranormal field, for those of us who are, we get it. We get it right, right. away. But for those who aren't, they might not quite understand how you came up with that name. Because every group that's out there goes out and gets their black T-shirts made up with, with the name of their group. Uh, yep. <laughs> and, you know, I would go to a lot of these larger events, you know, including your events. And you'd see people, you know, four or five people from one team show up and are all like they're in uniform. That's so, so true. We, we said, all right, we'll, we'll just compound on that theme and we'll be the generic black shirt group. So we had the shirts made up and now we're getting flooded with people that want them. Yeah, they are fantastic shirts. <laughs> they really are. Because, you know, you, and you see everybody walking out and they've got their, they've got their shirts with the – uh, the different logos and they've got you know the embroidery and it says like what their position is with the team. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you're right though. It does it does kind of get repetitive and it does kind of look silly to some degree. I mean, we thought ten years ago that if you looked more professional when you went to an investigation, then people would take you more seriously. But now it's right. become so much of a. a it, it almost looks more clicky than anything else these days. It, it, it's everything's become so formulated to you know where. You see the people show up, and everybody looks like that, and we, we just, you know, we have fun with it. 
you know, we, we the first bunch of episodes we wore the shirts, and then we started drifting off. And then we had other shirts made. You know, we, we stole the uh, CBGB logo and changed it to GBSG. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so we're, we're back ordered on those shirts. So, who else is in the group with you? Um, I have Anthony Romano, uh, Stephen Barry, um, Mike Curtis, who are all well known to the Eastern Pennsylvania regions where we actually broadcast from being on other shows. Um, then we have people come in and come and go. We have Christopher Casella, Lee Moon, Alva Groves, um, Brittany Connors. She was in there for a few episodes. Yeah, and then we, we brought in guests. So we had Christine Chin in for an episode. And, and yeah, we, uh, we're, we're trying to spread it around a little. Right, and it seems like you you're able to bring in different voices and different approaches to it. Uh, what what's been some of the best locations that you've you've had uh, in the time that you've been filming the show? What are some of the ones that you might have gone into thinking, you know, it doesn't really seem like anything's going to happen here tonight, and then bam, you're overwhelmed with uh, with the evidence. Well, most of them we try to scout out first. Um, that episode two with the uh, we list as the boarding house. It was actually it was the Paramount Lodge back in the day. And that place had never been investigated before we went in and scouted it out. And the first night we were in there, we were getting EVPs. We were on the third floor. We had recorders and cameras on the second floor, and we heard the footsteps on the second floor. So we would yell down, you know, speaking to the recorders or whatever. And we caught a Class A EVP saying, how's that thing work? So these spirits have never seen this kind of equipment. Well, that's pretty you know, So that place turned out, you know, after the, the pre-investigation, we, we knew it was going to be good, and, you know, indeed, it turned out real good. Um, the old John Jim Thorpe was great. Uh, let me think. Because now we're in the middle of filming season two. I'm trying to think back to season one. Uh, the Sterling Hotel out in Allentown. We did very well out there. That's another place that's never been investigated. Um, let me think. I wish I had it in front of me. Well, I noticed that everybody on the team seems to have a nickname, and and of course your nickname is Flip. Do I dare ask how you got that name? Um, long story short, my father's name was George. My mother hated the name. She talked him out of it with my two older brothers, and I was born, and she swore that she would never call me George. So she nicknamed me Flip after a character in The Guiding Light. Well, there you go. <laughs> Don't feel bad about that because every every kid in my family were all named after soap opera characters. Nice. That's where my mom got all of her name ideas from. So not not too original, but hey, it worked. You know, and then it turns out there's another guy named Tim Weisberg already. Thanks, mom. Now I get his email every day. But and, right. and, I, I have another origin story, but I usually save that for like the late night shows. <laughs> if we were on a 10 p.m. instead of prime time tonight, we could have shared that one. And, Maybe. Yeah. And you've got some uh, some interesting wheels too that you guys use. Uh, I was checking out on the on the Facebook page. You've got pictures of the cruiser there. Oh, yeah, we have, um, that's K2, that's our patrol car, that's all decked out, and uh, Season 2 will premiere both of our horses. Nice. So we'll be rolling up onto locations in those. You know, we use those mainly for appearances and stuff like that. You know, some of these businesses, they don't want you pulling up in a hearse outside. Yeah, they might feel a little funny about that. But the, but the, uh, the cruiser, I'm sure that they have no problem with that. Yeah. 
not at all. Especially when the neighbors are like, why was there a police car outside your house? Well, it wasn't a police car. It says after party right on the side. That's <laughs> yeah, party patrol. There you go. Well, uh, it definitely sounds like it's going to be a fun show. I think people are really going to enjoy it. We're, we're honored to have you guys on Spooky TV. And, uh, the honor is all ours. Well, uh, we, I just love investigating with you when we have the chance at the Legend Trips events, and, and hopefully we can get all you guys up here at some point, and we'll, we'll put something on. Hey, it sounds good. All right. Well, everybody look forward to that Thursday night, Matt. What time? Thursday night at uh, 8 o'clock. All right. And we look forward Thanks to for that. And, and Flip, thank you so much for, for being part of Spooky TV, and tell everybody on the team that we said hello. I will, and you'll see us in the chat room. Sounds great. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. That is Flip Searles of the generic generic black shirt paranormal group and uh, you can check out paranormal after party coming thursdays at seven yep on spooky uh, tv thursdays at eight thursdays at eight thursdays see you can tell like i'm not too good with the times on, <laughs> on the spooky tv see i dvr everything on television yeah, yeah, yeah. so i don't know what time anything's on <laughs> you know like, people will be like what time is this start i don't know yeah. Yep. Just set your DVR. Just go through the channel and find it. So I'm not really too good with TV time. So, man, I, I cannot wait for this. And it starts this Thursday? It does. It starts this Thursday. We're going to be airing two episodes, the first and second episode of this uh, their second season. I, I, so. I'm getting weird messages here about Zumba. Oh. I hear I, it's all the rage. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's cancellation or not. I don't know if I'm supposed to announce it. So I just wrote back, question mark, question mark. We'll see what happens. I am probably I was probably sent the message mistakenly. Or somebody's just trying to get Did me to go do Zumba. Up? Did you sign up and not realize it? I, no, I wouldn't have signed up for 10 a.m. Zumba on a Sunday. Your prior obligations, and it's a Zumba class. If if I was – listen, if Linda Lynch can't get me to do Zumba, yeah. I don't know if anybody can. <laughs> Because you know Linda and, and Spooky South Coast, we all go way back. Yep, we do. And uh, and she was telling me about the Zumba and, and how great it's working out down at Windwalker Healing. And yep. I was like, that's great. I That, that doesn't sound like I'm anything. I'm not sure do. what Zumba is. I, I don't. A, it sounds like a Pokemon, but, but I'm not sure. Well, hey, that's, you know, I, I'm just trying to make a Pokemon joke here. Like, Zumba, yeah. I choose you. Yeah. You know? I don't know. You use dance move. <laughs> why don't we take a break <laughs> when we come back on the other side we can take your calls give us a call share your paranormal experiences with us especially here as we get close to the holiday season i think people are, are starting to you know they you start to miss loved ones and you start to look for remembrances that they're around and uh, we actually had a ouija board session my family on really? thanksgiving and we had uh, my grandfather come through which was oh. pretty cool I'm still not sure where I land on the whole Ouija board thing. Yeah. But it was pretty interesting. It was we were, the answers that we were getting. But what people don't understand when we talk about the Ouija board is that to me it's just as interesting if we're controlling it subconsciously. Yeah. You know, if it is that idiomotor activity coming from us unknowingly, that's just as interesting to me as if it was the spirits. Especially when you look back now at the history of the Ouija board and things that have come, you know, like when you hear stories about, you know, Abraham Lincoln using a Ouija board. Yeah. Well, what if you use that to determine the fate of a key battle of the Civil War? And what if it was just his own subconscious that was operating it? Yeah, you know? that is kind of interesting. I mean, again, those those reports are unconfirmed. We know that he had seances in the White House. Right. Uh, but, you know, the, the Ouija board stuff is uncon unconfirmed. And we know Mary Todd Lincoln well, not, was a little... 
And it wouldn't have been a Ouija board Crazy. because those came <laughs> later. Yeah. You know, but it would have been the original like old talking board. Yeah, the old whatever. like the Egyptian version of it. So, uh, you, you know, until I see a picture of him sitting down with one on his lap, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would believe it. But it's all it's all long been rumored. But the the stories about those seances, I re- I still remember that that book we, we had the author on Susan Martinez, uh, the Psychic Life of Abraham Lincoln, and every year around Lincoln's birthday, I reread it because it's just fascinating to me. And I I have a presentation. I have a PowerPoint put together on the psychic life of Abraham Lincoln, a paranormal Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And I just keep waiting for somebody to let me come out and present it, but nobody ever seems to. They seem to want me to. So, you know, this February, if anybody's interested, I'll come and I'll speak to Historical Society. Great rates to have yep. me come to your event. I'm not as expensive as some of these other paranormal people. So, uh, yeah, just shoot me an email, Tim, at SpookySouthCoast.com. All right, why don't we take a break? When we come back on the other side, we'll talk about our upcoming Legend Trips event, yeah. which is happening on February 22nd with just a limited amount of tickets left. And uh, also, we'll let you know about some other events that are coming up in the coming year. 2014 hopefully will be a packed year, but everything, it's so incredible to me right now how almost everything is in flux. In the paranormal. We can talk about all that coming up in just a few minutes here on Spooky South Coast. Now, but Spooky South Coast is creeping up behind you right after this. It blew books off shelves from 20 feet away and scared the socks off some poor librarian. Turn on all your lights, lock the doors, and pull down the shades. Spooky South Coast is back. This looks extraordinarily bad. (laughs) Welcome back. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa. You look cold. Are you cold? We can plug Slightly. in the heater. No, I'm fine. I'm good. It says TW right on it. It does. I got to bring back Phil's heater. <laughs> I took that one. It's cold. I need, yeah. you know, my office at home is pretty cold. Yep. I don't turn the heat on in there. It has the thermostat. It has baseboards, but I just never turn the heat on because the way I see it is the, the heat will filter in from the living room and why run a separate thermostat and take up that oil. And some people tell me that's the way to do it. Other people tell me. No, that's not the way to do it. You should have them both on, and then you can have them both a little bit lower, and then the heat will be balanced, and you won't use as much oil that way. But I just like to turn on, I have a space heater, like a little radiator that I use, and now with this like milk crate heater, or whatever it's yeah. called. Uh, milk. Those work really good, too. Yeah, I was using the one that I stole from Phil. I was using that earlier <laughs> today while I was taking a nap. It was pretty sweet. Oh, I mean, when I first turned it on, I, bl- I blew up the, the fuse. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. So then I just knocked it down to 1,300 watts. Ah. And, Yeah. So as soon as I turned it on, too, like, it started glowing bright red. I was like, I think that's probably too much power. I wasn't surprised that I, that I blew the, the fuse there. But, uh, well, speaking of, uh, of blowing a fuse, don't blow a fuse if you haven't gotten a ticket to our latest Legend Trips event because there's still a few left. That's a crazy segue. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very limited amount. I think there's only 10 or 11 tickets remaining to come to Dead of Winter 2014 at the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast. It's happening on February 22nd. And it's your chance to investigate the Lizzie Boyd and Bed and Breakfast with the Spooky South Coast crew, with Jeff Belanger, with Andrew Lake, with... Anybody else? Who uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to think of who else is going to be there, like uh, in terms of uh, some of the other investigators. Come. There's going to be seasoned investigators there and newcomers alike. So it's really it's a great chance to come and learn about the paranormal if you aren't familiar with how to investigate. And it's also a chance to learn some new approaches if you've been doing it for a long time. And, and really, when... 
you make like a Mount – if there was a Mount Rushmore of haunted locations and places that you wanted to go, you know, Lizzie Borden's would have to be on that. Yeah. I mean, Dead of Winter always tried, always seems to sell um, – one, it's one of the fastest-selling legend trips that you guys have. Absolutely. Normally, it sells out just in pre-sale alone. But we were able to, to have some tickets make it to the general public this time. Uh, and so you'll be able to join us if you go to legendtrips.com. That's legendtrips with an S on the end. Or you can go to spookysouthcoast.com and click on the Legend Trips link there. You can get those tickets now. But I would get them quickly because as you know the Christmas holiday comes closer, people are going to start buying them as a gift. And, and uh, I just know that you know for the paranormal fan in your life, there's nothing more perfect than having the chance to investigate the Lizzie Boyd in Bed and Breakfast. Now, Matt, we've investigated it on our own, right? by ourselves, with other investigators, uh, but you've also had the chance to be there on a couple Legend Trips events. Do you see a difference in, say, the energy level and the activity level when we're doing it as an event as opposed to when it's just a regular investigation? Um, I mean, when we do it as a regular investigation, um, I suppose, I feel like the, the more people are there, uh, the more activity comes about. And I, I, think, I don't know if it's all the everybody's energy combined, or not, or if maybe we're uh, when we're just by ourselves, we're not at the right place at the right time. Right, I do think like the different viewpoints, uh, and there's different approaches all combining under one roof. Mm. You know, when you're doing an investigation, especially like say, you know. Acme Paranormal Group rented out the house for the night and invited us to come along as part of the investigation. Well, we're invited guests, so we're not going to take over the investigation and do things our way. We're yeah. going to let them have their approach because they're the ones who rented out the house. And you know, likewise, a lot of times groups will rent it out and ask us to come along, and they'll follow our lead. So you are kind of working with one approach. And I always try, at least when we investigate with other groups, not to do that, not to fall into that trap. I say to them, you know, how would you do it? Uh, what's another way we can do it? Let's try and think of something different. And because uh, I don't want only one way of doing things because yeah. sometimes that one way isn't what gets the reaction. But when you have a Legend Trips event, you're automatically bringing all that under one roof anyway. Mm-hmm. So you've got this group doing their thing over in this room. You've got this group doing this thing. You've got one experiment running here, another experiment running here, and so many different things happening that... Yeah, it's kind of like a melting pot of everybody's different uh, paranormal investigating ideas i suppose and and if there is activity happening that night it's probably drawn to one of those types of approaches so you've got a better chance right you know it's kind of like if you're throwing you know darts just at the center mm-hmm. you know or if you're throwing 50 darts at once you know you get a better chance of at least one of them hitting the center at least that's the way i play yeah how many darts do i get for two dollars eight okay <laughs> no it works and they Does hate it? it when you do that yeah, they hate it when you do that at, at the uh, at the fair. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I don't want to piss off any carnies. Well, I'll tell you, my, my uncle is like the carny master. Like <laughs> yeah. he's figured out how to beat almost every game at yeah. the fair, and he will tell you like how to do it, and he'll tell you like, oh, yeah. don't do that game. You can't beat it. But then he'll tell you other ones like... I'm going to have to get his secrets because I'm terrible at those games. Well, you know the it's game so where terrible. you shoot... You know the game where you take the BB gun and you shoot the star out on the piece of paper? Yeah, are you supposed to close your eyes when you do it? No, no. Oh. All right, but I'm doing it wrong then. Everybody does it wrong, and he taught me the right way to do it, and it hasn't failed me yet. Yeah. What it is, well, first of all, you have to know that it's not lined up. Like, yeah, those well, guns are given. just not aligned. That's a so you have to kind of know how to line your shot up the right way. But the mistake that everybody makes, how would you do that if you were going to shoot the star out? How, how, what would you do? 
Um, I guess I would just line the barrel up to where I would want it to go. And just blast the crap yeah. out of the star? Yeah. That's the wrong way to do it. Really? I'm going to give this away on the air, and carnies are going to jump me in the parking lot. <laughs> you shoot a circle around the star yep. with all the little BBs, and then like hit the star in the middle, and it'll just blow out. Really? It's incredible. Huh. And he's walking away with these gigantic you know, stuffed Winnie yep. the Poohs. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. That's, that's all that it takes. And I just gave it away to millions of people over the radio. At least a, at least a quarter of a million, anyway. Now we have to find a carnival. <laughs> right right, right now, tonight. Right now, yep. Maybe there's an indoor one somewhere. All right, we are going to take a break in a few minutes here for the news. When we come back on the other side, do you know what we're going to do this week? What are we going to do? Because we have all this time to kill. What's this? We're going to do the weekend weird. We're going to bring it so back. Long. I know it has been so long. It's, it's more like the 52 weeks in yeah. weird if we tried to catch up. But uh, we will have the weekend weird. We'll share a few crazy stories with you and give you our own skewed view. Well, our own twist to take. And, uh, <laughs> and you can uh, chime in with your thoughts as well. 508 996 0500, 877 996 I had talked with Josh Mantello of Berkshire Paranormal Group throughout the course of this week. And. We're not going to discuss anything really publicly about this, but I do want to make people aware that there has been a change in who is handling the investigations at the Houghton Mansion in North Adams, Massachusetts. So it is no longer Berkshire Paranormal Group that will be running those events. However, they do have something in the works, and we'll we'll have more information about that later on. But uh, So for those of you who are looking to book the Houghton Mansion, just be aware that now you're going to be going through different channels, and that has also made us take a step back about when we're going to plan our next Legend Trips event there. But a lot of people do want us to go back there, so I think we're going to have to. Absolutely, at some point yeah. in the future. Because I haven't been there yet. So. Oh, and you have to go. Exactly. And uh, so we're, we're going to try and see if we can sync it up with what Berkshire Paranormal has planned. Uh, but just, you know, just to make everybody aware, because I've gotten a lot of messages from people over the course of the week, uh, last couple of weeks, of who've had to cancel their reservations there for investigation that they had planned. I, so I just wanted to say something just to let people know, you know, don't bother Josh and Nick and Berkshire Paranormal Group about it because it's, it's out of their hands. It's not their... Um, it's not their issue anymore. So just be aware of that. And we will get people back in there because, oh, what an incredible place. And you're just going to you're gonna yeah. lose it when you get there. Because <laughs> like, I, know, I know how skeptical you are. so many stories are. that come from there. I know how skeptical mm. you are about everything. Mm. And it's, it's one I'm of the... I'm not even sure. It's a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's more of a mansion than the haunted Victorian mansion was. Yeah. Yes. And that had 26 rooms. Yeah. That was a big place. The, the Houghton mansion is like... Two or three times the size of that place. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. And and to have a giant Masonic Lodge built onto it, too. So uh, hopefully we can get back up there and we can get you back up there. Mm. We'll get you up there for the first time. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't four hours away, man, we yeah. could go right now. I know. They've probably only got like three or four feet of snow out there. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so bummed that I'm actually going to have to shovel tomorrow. I don't I know. even know where my shovels are. I wasn't really planning on shoveling this early in the year. Well, it's supposed to rain. So that might help, too. Yeah. I was thinking maybe, like, when I get home at, like, 1030, I'll go out there with my leaf blower. Yep. And just blow all the snow off my oh, driveway. That's such a good idea. I've done it before. That's such a good idea. I also, like, you know how people shovel and they complain about how light the snow is when they're trying to shovel a path? Yeah. And, like, they throw it and it just flies right back? Don't shovel it. Sweep it. Ah. Because not only are you able to just sweep it off 
and control it a little bit better. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. It cleans your broom at the same time. Boom. It's incredible. There the your, the length your, of my laziness. There's your life hacker tip of the day. And, <laughs> and you're the one that's called Shortcut Matthew. I know. <laughs> you are the one known as Shortcut. <laughs> I think right. shortcuts is being an engineer. Right, exactly. All right, we are going to take a break for the news. When we come back on the other side, we will have more paranormal talk and discussion here on Spooky South Coast. Again, call in 508-996-0500-877-996-1420. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to. AM 1420, WBSM presents Spooky South Ghost with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Welcome back, hour number two of Spooky South Ghost. We're see Michigan, he's an orthopedic oh. surgeon. We're going to be here all the way until 9.30, where it will be time for the Bruins and Vancouver pregame extravaganza here on WBSM, then followed by the game itself. And then tomorrow, full day of football. Patriots pregame at 10 a.m. That means you get out early, Matt? Yep, yep. Nice. And uh, then also uh, Pats in Miami at 1 p.m., and then Cincinnati at Pittsburgh at 7.30. So a full slate of football action tomorrow here on WBSM. And, of course, we will have all your storm updates and cancellations throughout the course of the night. Anybody out there that's listening, if you have any cancellations that you would like for us to announce, then please feel free to do so by giving us a call, 508-996-0500-877-996-1420. And we will try and do the best we can to keep people up to date on everything that's going on. There is no Datco Mohegan Sunbus tomorrow that's already been canceled so uh just keep that in mind if that was part of your plan if you were hoping to go to mohegan sun tomorrow they didn't want to take the gamble (laughs) (laughs) i see what you did there uh but you can still drive (laughs) down there i mean yeah there's still that option yeah so you could always do that. Matt, have you ever been to Mohegan? I've never been to Mohegan Sun. Can you believe uh, that? No, I've only been to Foxwoods. But what? I hear Moh- Mohegan's nice. But if you're a serious gambler, you go to Foxwoods. Yeah, I've, I've been so, to Foxwoods a few times, but really just for the buffet. Yeah. I, I go there with a limited um, bankroll, and I usually leave there with nothing. So, Except a, a full belly, because I always try to eat. I eat first. That way... You know, I get something out of it, but I always I always end up losing. Yeah, I go to the um, the off track betting room, ah. and you know they've got all the different races, all the post times, and everything, all like all up on these digital screens. And I like I say this like I haven't been there in like twelve years, but I walk in there and I kind of just do like one of these, put my fingers over my eyes, and then blindly point to something. Yeah. I'll put like two dollars down <laughs> on on that horse or dog, that, whatever. That room is cool. It's just good with all the TVs. Yeah, I, I usually win. Yeah. yeah. I don't win much. I win like $10, but... I hear the bingo is really popular. I've never done that. But I don't know. I feel like it's cutthroat going in there. You think You think like some old yeah. lady's going to like... like, don't look at my cards. Yeah, <laughs> she's going like, to like poke you in, yeah. in both of your eyes with her dauber. <laughs> you have like those lime yeah. green smiley faces over your eyes for the rest <laughs> of the night. Doesn't my brother do the bingo there? Didn't he used to do that? I'm not sure. I thought maybe that he did. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Nate's in the chat room saying he went to Mohegan Sun for a concert. I want to do it once just so I can yell out, you sunk my battleship. 
<laughs> or what happens when everybody yells when somebody calls out before <laughs> and after, and after. <laughs> what i do uh when i do bingo with santa for the pta i always make the kids yell that out mm-hmm. so that's good yeah that's good <laughs> All right. If you would like to call in and discuss anything on your mind tonight, paranormally, of course, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. You can tweet us at SpookySC. Yep. And you can also email us, SpookyCrew, at SpookySouthCoast.com. Because people still do that. The emails? Yeah. Yes, I, I actually have a WBSM email address now, and I was getting... Emails during the course of my morning show right. this morning, which uh, I thought was pretty cool that people could actually reach me that way now instead of me having to give out my entire email address on the air and spell my last name and all that stuff. So, Tim at WBSM.com is a way to get a hold of me during the course of the week that way. But of course, Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com, always the easiest way. We check it all week long, yep. comes right to our phones. Yep. There's always, uh, you know, there's always the Social media aspects too, the the Twitters and the Facebooks, yep, and all that, all that jazz, the MyFace and the Face page, the Instagram. Hmm. I notice that you've been posting more stuff up on the Instagram. Not lately. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not like. I don't know. I don't get it. I've been using it more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I figure if I'm going to put a picture up on Facebook or Twitter, I might as well put it on Instagram too. Yeah. I don't hmm. know. It's just those weird filters. This makes. Like, you don't have to use them though. I don't use them. Oh, you don't? Oh, oh whatever. And also, it, you know it's what like, it is? It's like I already take crappy pictures anyways, and I'm going to make it look even crappier. With we're we're, <laughs> we're funny-looking guys, so we're not really prone to selfies and things yeah. of that nature. But, you know, if we were better looking, I think we'd use more Instagram. All right, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast on WBSM. Good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? Already hanging in there. Um, I have a question about that Ouija board lady you had on a couple weeks ago. Yes, Karen Dolman. Okay. Um, now, she was supposed to get back to you um, after she was supposedly supposed to ask the board questions about the Kennedy assassination. Did she ever get back to you on that? I have not heard from her yet uh, about that, but I, I can try shooting her an email or a Facebook message and seeing uh, if she's had the chance to do it. I'm, I'm just yeah. assuming that she probably hasn't had a chance yet because she's uh, been very busy promoting her new book. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm curious about that. And uh, I remember during one of those shows they were discussing the Kennedy assassination that uh, they said that uh, Jackie confronted Marilyn and it was like shortly before the assassination or something. And I'm thinking, well, that's kind of impossible because uh, Marilyn died in August of 62, so right, probably would have done it before then. It was uh, some, some faulty, intima- faulty information put out by one of those specials, I think. Yeah, and... Um, What's interesting is um, Marilyn saying that happy birthday, Mr. President, mm-hmm. on uh, May 19, 1962. And Jackie Kennedy died on May 19th in 1994. Is that quite a coincidence? Yeah, that is a, it's a pretty spooky coincidence. And here's another one. The first Kennedy who ever came to the New World, as they put it in his book, The uh, Kennedy Curse mm-hmm. by Eva Klein, with uh, Patrick Kennedy, and he actually died on eleven twenty two, eighteen fifty eight. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> that is uh, that's pretty creepy stuff. I got so many of them. I've been doing this stuff since nineteen ninety six, and um, I think there's like a like a science of numerology that's connected to this. 
Well, it's funny because uh, we recently got an email uh, here at Spooky South Coast from uh, a numerologist that wants to come on the show and, and discuss oh, some of his books. Awesome. I wish you could. Oh, we'll definitely oh, set it up. God. Yeah, and I'd like to make an appointment with that person as well. I now, know. There's other um, interesting um, 22s in that family, uh, the Kennedy family. Now, Rose Kennedy was born on the 22nd of one month and died on the 22nd of another month. Right, she was born on the same day as my father, July 22nd. Okay, she, okay then, she, then uh, July 22nd, and then she died on January 22nd, um, I think 1995. Now there's that 22 again. And then uh, Ted Kennedy, he was born on uh, 222, um, February 22nd. Hmm. Uh, George Washington's birthday, actually. So I, I'd like to get behind the numerology of all this. It's just was really interesting. Well, I know there's now, a... I was going to say there's a numerologist out of Rhode Island named Doris Ann Bridgehouse, who uh, is somebody that we've had on the show in the past. Oh, yeah? Bridgehouse? Bridgehouse, yep. Doris Ann Bridgehouse. And, and she works closely with Linda Lynch at Windwalker Healing uh, in New Bedford. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Maybe I'll contact her, but I'll wait for your show to have that numerologist on as well. It'd yes, uh, I believe his name is Ed Peterson, so we'll, we'll see if we can get him booked uh, in the next coming couple of weeks. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Happy holidays. You too. Bye-bye. And, uh, of course, I, I got beat up on the – not beat up, but I got questioned on the Saturday morning show for saying happy holidays to people. But uh, mm-hmm. my my reason behind it is I don't know what everybody celebrates. And people yeah. – if I say Merry Christmas, they're like, wait, Weisberg? <laughs> you celebrate Christmas? And it gets into a story that I don't I always I always say the happy holidays. I think that's acceptable. Well, and I'm trying to cover the, the new year too. Like I don't yeah. – you know, I'm I'm very Larry David in my uh, Kwanzaa. Right, I'm very Larry David in my meetings with people. You know, I kind of want to just get to the point and move on. <laughs> so don't be offended, people, if I'm rude to you. <laughs> All right, what do you think? Do you think we should uh, should we try and do this week and weird thing that we haven't done in so long? Sounds good to me. All right, let's see if we can pull this off. I can't believe it's still in there. Fail already failed. Try this again. More bad news. Well, I got a great show for you today with some wonderful, weird stuff. I feel, I feel so very weird. <laughs> the Week in Weird. All right, so this, this story is pretty pretty weird if there ever was one. An 82-year-old woman went to the hospital with stomach pain. Doctors discovered something astounding. She was carrying a 40-year-old fetus. That's gross. You know him as Matt Moniz. (laughs) The dead calcified fetus. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to make a a dead baby joke about a baby. The dead calcified fetus is a very rare instance of lithopedion, or stone baby, which results from an ectopic pregnancy where a fetus is conceived outside the uterus in the abdomen. In some cases, when an abdominal fetus dies, the mother's body calcifies it in order to protect the rest of the body from infection. The chances of abdominal pregnancy are estimated at 1 in every 11,000, and lithopedic pregnancies account for less than 2% of these. So an 82-year-old woman carrying a 40-year-old fetus. When you think about that, that means she got pregnant at 42, which is still pretty... Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> I'm kidding. All the 42-year-old women out there trying to have babies right now are like, screw you, Costa. <laughs> what would have been even more interesting is if she was an 82-year-old woman 
an 80 year, yeah, an 82 year old woman in the fetus was not 40 years old, but like five years old. So she was carrying her around for 40 years. That's a long time. It is. Like going unnoticed. I would assume that she really didn't have anything else uh, going on. She's from Colombia. So maybe, you know, maybe every time the doctor saw it, she thought she was a drug mule or something, I don't know. That story comes from the New York Daily News. Here's another story. Uh, the uh, President Obama, this is pretty newsworthy, and, uh, and I wish Moniz was here to comment on this. In an affair usually noted for its glitz and glamour, President Obama made news at the 2013 Kennedy Center Honors as the first president to utter the words, Area 51. Really? A beloved subject of conspiracy theorists and UFO enthusiasts, the government testing site, officially known as the Nevada Test and Training Range at Groom Lake, came up during Sunday night's gala when the president was honoring actress Shirley MacLaine. Obama told the audience, now when you first become president, one of the questions that you people ask you is, what's really going on in Area 51? When I wanted to know, I'd call Shirley MacLaine. I think I just became the first president to ever publicly mention Area 51. How's that, Shirley? So... Oh, but it was nothing good. Yeah, it wasn't like he came out and said, hey, you know, I looked into Area 51 and they have dead bodies there of aliens. But uh, at least he was willing to mention the fact that it exists. But it was tongue-in-cheek. Tongue I'm not sure if you wanted Modi's to uh, comment on that anyway. Mm. I knew that was going to happen thick, because steak, eh? I, didn't, I didn't turn off the, uh, the spots. You can tell how long it's been since we did the yeah, Weekend Weird stuff. Yeah, all set. We've been weird. That's weird. It's been so long since we've done this segment. A weird, juicy steak. This is why we need to become a full-fledged overnight talk show. Exactly. And this can be part of the regular, the regular occurrences. Well, we'll just go like all night. We could do that. We could do that tonight. We might have to. We okay. might get. We might get snowed in. We might get snowed in and have to do that. All right. Here is another story here coming from Spooky South Coasts. Weak and weird. Yes web posts. Now that's both on the website and via Twitter. Yes. So, so you yeah, can get them both via. ways. Or what? Or via. What's that? I don't know. While burgeoning <laughs> cities across the globe ostentatiously display their glitzy skyscrapers from Dubai's Burj Khalifa. Is that like Wiz Khalifa's brother? I think so. To Kalua Lumpur's Patronus Towers. Incheon has something else in mind. Putting a 450 meter high building into stealth mode According to California-based GDS Architects, the South Korean government approved this fall the construction of City Tower, a skyscraper that uses LEDs to project the image of the sky from behind it, as captured by cameras on the other side. The result is no less than amusing a structure that seemingly disappears from Incheon skyline. It's got to be dangerous. For it sounds planes. extremely dangerous. <laughs> Critics argue that it's location 18 miles west of Seoul, but just a few miles east of Korea's busiest airport. Yeah. Raises concerns about flight safety. However, Korea Land and Housing Corporation downplayed any risks the spectacle might po- pose in Korean skies. And people, people are opposed to uh, these uh, these windmills and things, and not this. Right. Like, all these birds that are going to run, run into this building. Yeah, they're not even taking into account the birds. Right. I mean, it's not completely invisible. You can still see part of the building, but I just don't, I don't see the point. It Why? is camouflage, though, Keep going by that picture. I don't understand why you need to have, uh, you know, why, why you have to stealth mode a building anyway. I mean, if you're going to build this huge building, why not show it off? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they do a lot of uh, crazy things with buildings over in uh, Eastern Asia. It's something that you do just because you can. Yep. You've got the money. Why not do it as well? It's, uh, it's like a Philadelphia experiment with a skyscraper. 
All right, that does it for the Week and Weird. I'm not even going to do the old Week and Weird promo. Remember that? Remember what we used I to say? Remember. If you send us a story oh, that we yeah. use in the Week and Weird, we would send you a Spooky South Coast bumper sticker. We're out of those, though. We are. What's wrong with but us? But if you send us a, a story, we will mention you on Twitter. We can do that. You can absolutely. You can tweet it right to us, we'll at give, Spooky SC. We'll give you a mention. Send, send it to us, at Spooky SC, hashtag it, WIW, or Week and Weird. Yep. Which either one, whichever one works for you, and we will, yeah, we'll give you that mention, and maybe you'll get some followers from one of our dozens of Twitter followers. <laughs> All right, that does it for the week and weird for this week, and who knows when it'll be back. We'll see if we can work it in from time to time. Stay tuned; we'll be right back with more here on Spooky South Coast. Before Christmas, when all through the castle, my monsters were having a yuletide hassle. The tree was all trimmed in ghoulish things, like werewolf fangs and vampire wings. But they were up to no good. Didn't act like good monsters should. They found themselves a new prey. They planned to rob Santa's sleigh. They were making a list and checking it twice. Frankenstein wanted a shiny new trike. A new chain for Janusz, a brace for Igor's back. A speed shaver for Wolfman, a new cape for Drac. They were up to no good. Didn't act like good monsters should. Bobby Boris Pickett. Massachusetts' own Bobby Boris Pickett. Were you aware of the existence of Monsters Holiday? I was. Okay, good. I would have been disappointed had you not been. They kind of milked that um, whole... That's what you did in the 60s. In the 60s, you milked a gimmick. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Later on, do you want me to play the Snoopy one? I don't know. It's not good. No. It's not good at all. I'm not a big Peanuts fan, to be honest with you. You know me either. Mm-hmm. And I always feel bad saying that. I had an idea coming in, in into the Saturday morning show this week. I wanted to do what I was going to call the Christmas Crap Fest. <laughs> where I wanted to talk about all the bad things related to Christmas. I wanted yep. to talk about the bad gifts that people give. I wanted to talk about the bad songs that we have to hear. And I wanted to talk about the bad Christmas specials. And I'm sorry, but I just find pretty much any Peanuts special to be overrated. It's boring as hell. I liked them more when I was a kid. (laughs) Yeah. But I think as an adult, I just realized there's, first of all, there's not a lot of substance. And then there's a lot of undertones, too. Yeah. You know, uh, somewhat religious undertones in some ways. And I don't know that I necessarily agree with all that. And, And I'm thinking back and I'm like, you know, when I look back at it, I never laughed at a Peanuts comic strip in my entire life. Yeah. I never really identified with any of the characters in any of those strips or any mm. of those specials. You know, maybe it's because we, by the time we came of age, we were watching the reruns of those Peanuts specials. Maybe. So, yeah. you know, with our parents, there was, they were seeing them for the first time and there, there wasn't any other real holiday specials to compare them to. But, you know, we're coming, we're watching Peanuts mixed in with, you know, the, the Chipmunks Christmas and... Mm. You know, what are some of the other ones that we watched that were, you know, 80s productions? Oh, the... Uh, Garfield. All, all, yeah. All the... Uh, oh, what were all those uh, claymation ones? Rankin-Bass. Rankin-Bass ones. A lot were of those, those were 60s 70s? and 70s. Yeah. 
But I grew up on those more so those than the peanuts. Right. And, yeah. and, and you know, we were getting like the sequels yeah. to things. We were getting actually, like Frosty I, Returns. One year I bought the uh, Christmas. Or actually, it was the box set for um, peanuts. It was it had like the Halloween special, the Christmas special, and I don't know what else. And uh, I was like, oh, I remember these from when I was a kid and went to go watch them. And I was like, I'm going to put this up on eBay. And I did. So, And did you get good money for it from uh, the Snoopy collector? Not as much as I paid for it. But. See, my buddy Paul is like a huge Snoopy fan. Mm-hmm. Like he has like Snoopy t-shirts. Uh, him and his wife have like Snoopy tattoos. Really? Yeah. And it's just... Not it's, something. Yeah. It's <laughs> just never something. I mean, I, th- there were some great comic strips that... I loved growing up. Like, you never see the Robot Man, oh, man. Yep. Christmas special, but there was one. Was there? There was. There was a Robot Man Christmas special. Huh. It wasn't really... See, I don't know how how far back you go with Robot Man. I don't know. I'm not sure. Do you go back to when Robot Man actually lived with a family? Um, No. No. See, originally, he lived with a family, and Monty was just part of the family. Okay. But then the, was sh- the Monty strip before Robot Man? No, no, I think they were together. Okay. But, but I think Mon- it- Monty had his own strip too, didn't he? Did he later? Maybe, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. It was probably later then. But I, I mean, we are just a computer away from having oh, yeah. the answers to all these questions, <laughs> but I it, I remember it was Robot Man lived with this family and it was let's see, that's a DC Comics character. I want to get the actual comic strip. Hmm. Let's see. I want to Keep reading this on the air, but uh, let's uh, you know he lived with a family, and Monty was part of that family. And then later on, the comic strip just became about yeah. See here, Monty was the name of the strip. But I remember it was yeah. The comic strip began as Robot Man in 1985. It originally depicted the exploits of a small robot who believed he was an extraterrestrial visiting Earth, living with the ordinary Mild family. In the 1990s, Robot Man left the Mild family and began living with geeky inventor named Monty. Robot's origin was later retconned of having been designed and built by Monty and given false memories of being an alien. So there you go. That is the... The story behind for for a comic strip, it had a uh, that's a pretty detailed backstory, right? You know, well, that's we took our comic strip seriously in the eighties, right. and let, let's see if we can. Uh, was there was there ever a Kellett and Hobbs uh, holiday special? I don't think so. I don't think there ever was. Uh, let's see, Robot Man. Let's see if I can get you the actual uh, audio here. I remember it had a really weird theme song. I vaguely remember it. And when you look at it, it's like... It's a very kitty cartoon version right, of Robot it's not, Man. It's, it's, not, not, uh, it's not the comic strip version. No. And and he wasn't the the wise guy that he was in the, in the oh. comic strips here. So. Yeah. Kind of sold out a little bit. I think so. I think Jim Medic was like, hey, I can make some money off this character. So, but I, there was a Robot Man Christmas special. I know that. I remember seeing that. And, uh, but I don't think they ever did make a Calvin and Hobbes, which was a shame because that would have been a, a heck of a cartoon. And, you know, there's still time. I actually read somewhere that they were trying to bring it back. Really? Yeah. That'd be cool. But, uh, did, did, um, Watterson die? Didn't he die? I think so, yeah. Yeah. 
So if somebody else is going to take it over, I don't know if it would be exactly the same. This isn't exactly paranormal talk, but That's fine. it's definitely geek radio, <laughs> which is part of our forte. Yep. How do we even get to the to the point where we're talking about Robot Man? I don't know. We're we oh, talking about we're Christmas talking about, specials. Yeah, 80s yeah. Christmas specials. And uh, I think the Smurfs had one. Did they? Yep. Uh, Garfield's was uh, Garfield's was one of the better ones. Any anything that had John's right. family, yep. I was always a fan of. They were like they were like the clumps before <laughs> before there was the clumps. The Gar- Garfield the comic strip was hit or miss with me. Yeah, that was kind of the same way I felt about yeah. it. I I, mean, I get it. He doesn't like Mondays. He likes lasagna. All right. <laughs> he he doesn't like Mondays. Like everybody on Facebook doesn't like Mondays. Right. Exactly. So. And uh, I think Garfield actually gave birth to the idea for Facebook. <laughs> People that complain about things and share pictures of lasagna. But uh, which I saw four pictures of a lasagna tonight really? on my on my newsfeed. Yep. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, while we're on the topic, I mean, what were some of the other co- comic strips that you like to read in the eighties? Um, I don't know the the comic. I just read every single one. Pretty much, I did. I, I, did I really too, look forward. Even if I didn't to like them, the, I didn't read them during the week. But when that Sunday paper came around, I read every single. Oh, one. Oh, see, I read them during the week too. Uh, Wizard of Id. <clears throat> yep, that was always a good one. Uh, well, we didn't. I don't know if we got the paper every day. BC. I used to like BC. Yeah, BC was good. I used to laugh at Rose's Rose. I, I, you know, yeah, I wasn't yeah. a forty-year-old housewife, but I still laughed at Rose's Rose. <laughs> Family Circus never laughed. Uh, never no, laughed. No, no, it was terrible. But, I always followed those the, the dot Billy, alive the thing. Billy paths. Yeah, yep, the Billy I, path. I, my, I used to read it at my grandmother's house, and my grandmother, and my grandfather had this gigantic magnifying glass that they used to read the newspaper. And I would use that because it made it easy to follow Billy's path and see all the little yep. places that he went to. I liked the Far Side. Far Side, Far side of course. That's a classic. That's always good. And Calvin and Hobbes, again, another classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, like, yeah, you know, like The Born Loser was kind of funny. Yep. Um, the Lockhorns. You know, those single Hag- those single panel Hagar ones. The horrible? Hagar the Horrible. That was, was like, pfft. yeah. No, like, uh, a bunch of those were all done by, like, the same guy. Like Hagar, Beetle yep. Bailey. You know, then um, there was Doonesbury, which I I used to read when I was a kid, but and I never, never understood. But like, if you it go took, back and read it now, it took years for I, I had to get older and wiser to understand what was going on. What about what about Bloom County? Uh, I don't know if I remember that. You don't remember Bloom County? No, Opus the Penguin, Bill the Cat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually put out that <laughs> Bill the Cat record. <laughs> totally gonna find it now on on YouTube. I should. I, if I remember right, it was uh, "You Stink, But I Love You." Was uh, was one of them? Mm. And let's see if the anybody... ones I didn't really read. I think I didn't read like Lancelot or those. Oh, it was Billy and the Boingers was the name of the band. Mm. You didn't read which one? Oh yeah, yeah, those serial ones like Brenda Starr and here we go. Let's think. Right, let's see if we can get it. <laughs> Primera goes, he goes, you make me sick. Way oh, way oh, way oh. Now that came on a flexi disc that came in the middle of the Billy and the Blangers bootleg. Well, that's great. That's a great song. Here's, here's their other one that they had too. 
This is a B-side? Uh, yes, actually, <laughs> if, it, if it loads up here. I mean, do you remember those books, those, those comic strip collections? The full-color comic strip collections? Oh, used to, yeah, yeah. I used to get so fired up to get one of those or to be able to check one out of the library. That was like the highlight of my week, to go down to the school library and be able to pick one of those up. It was, uh, it, it was just – it's unreal. And like you can't describe that to somebody now. They would never understand what you're talking about. You know what I mean? When right, you're trying to right. tell them, like, just a minute, The cool thing about it, too, is the original name of the band was Death Tongue. Death Tongue, that's awesome. Right, and then what happened was Death Tongue got called in the comic strip uh, before Congress as part of the Tipper Gore mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, censorship hearings, and right on the spot in front of Tipper Gore, so they were changing their name to Billy and the Boingers. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that, that comic strip was so out there and yeah. so weird, but uh, you know, it, it was just... It was one of those things that I'll always remember from my childhood. And, and the characters in it, it eventually, I remember it went on to become something else. Hmm, did it? Yeah, they, they renamed it later on. I'm trying to look here and see if there's uh, any reference to it. But I know it became something else uh, later on. But to go back and read those, com- I'm going to get my hands on some of those books. Outland, that's what it became later on, Outland. So I'm going to go back and get some of those books. If anybody has any and you want to donate them, you can drop yeah. them off here at the studio. I'll probably find them online somewhere. I don't... You know, as as much as I like to read things online, I think this uh, it's one of those things where I think I want to hold the... Well, you can find, like, probably uh, to purchase. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I wonder how expensive they are, though. I wonder mm-hmm. if they're, like, expensive mm-hmm. now. Let's look it up. This is fascinating radio, I'm this sure, is, for a lot this of people. Is. This stroll down memory lane here as we get to the holiday season. <laughs> I say we could talk about uh, the Boondocks, but you couldn't play. You probably couldn't play any clips from their show. What? You can buy it right now for three ninety nine. That's it. I know. Does it have? What I want to know is, does it have the record in it? This guy's selling it for two oh one. Buy it now. <laughs> That's great. I'm reading, trying to read to see if it has the record in the description. Does not say. Hmm. Oh, record not included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's on YouTube, so you can get it that way. I say we totally make a ringtone of of uh, you yeah, stink, but I love you. <laughs> well, if anybody has any thoughts or that should be the new and, opening theme song for uh, the Tim Weisberg show, that on might Saturday I can, might be able to work that. You make me sick, way oh. Way <laughs> If anybody wants to call in and share any of your thoughts, any of your memories, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. 
Uh, Nate is is uh, saying here that he has a bootleg of the Star Wars holiday special, really? which as soon as you could start yeah. like stealing video off the internet, that was the first thing I got. Yep. It was like one of the first videos that I downloaded. Did I make you a copy? Um, I'm not sure. I think you gave me a digital copy. Yeah, I do have it somewhere. That was just uh, an incredible piece of crap. <laughs> but what's it? Do you remember what it's most famous for? No, I don't. It was the introduction of Boba Fett. Really? Yep. Oh. It was the first appearance of Boba Fett was in the Star Wars Holiday Special. And uh, and also B. Arthur was in it as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I think she I think she played a shaved Wookiee. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure about that, but... Uh, I can see that. It was craptastic. Absolutely. And uh, so while we're on the subject of... of well, while we're trying to go back to the subject of, of Christmas crap fest, <laughs> what are some of the other things that used to annoy you in the holiday season? What, what were some of the things that you didn't like that you rolled your eyes at? Um, I don't know. I don't like how Christmas starts before Thanksgiving, but I think that's general. Right. Hatred right now. Right. I, I think people resent the fact that, right. you know, you have to go find the, uh, you have to go back and find the Halloween costumes behind all the Christmas stuff. Yeah, exactly. At Halloween time. Well, one of the things that I hate about Christmas, and I, I've made no secret about this over the years, is Christmas music. Yes. I'm just not a fan of so much of it. So much of it is garbage. Here's a list from Slant Magazine of the top 10 worst Christmas songs of all time. Number 10 is I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. There's mm-hmm. been a few good versions of it, but really... I feel like that late. <laughs> that uh, Chris Wayne character. But uh, Dominic the Donkey. Yeah, it is pretty uh, bad. So overdone. Dan Fogelberg, same old long sign. Really? Same old long sign. Uh, Dan Fogelberg, I don't know. Neil Diamond has a song called Cherry Cherry Christmas. Really? I'm, oh, yeah, we're spinning this. I'm a, I'm a Neil Diamond fan. I am, too, and Diamond, I like Diamond Cherry Cherry. But uh, it, it does fascinate me that a Jewish guy has one of the highest-selling Christmas <laughs> albums of all time. Hello, well, I'm sure Sammy Davis Jr. has a few... Uh, also, we only have one. And a holly, holly, holly <laughs> I can see why they they wanted this. This is underneath your tree. May there always be sounds of harmony, not a song. Sung. Thank you for that, Neil. Let's uh, see what else we have here on the list. Cindy Lauper's Christmas Conga. Hmm. Okay. New Kids on the Blocks, Funky Funky Christmas. How does this make a list of the worst songs? The Cheeky Girls, Boys and Girls, Christmas Time is Love. Um, They're (laughs) best known for their hit Cheeky Song, Touch My Bum. Really? They're a Transylvania duo. All right, we got to play this now just because I have no idea what they're talking about. I like how I'm just randomly playing YouTube and hoping that they're suitable for air. Oh, this is good. This is good so far. I'm already loving this. Yeah. This is a Christmas song? I think so. Well, they're in front of a Christmas tree. Whoa, I saw underwear there. (laughs) That girl just showed her underwear. This video is inappropriate for us to watch. So far, there was no nothing about Christmas in there. 
<laughs> I think he said Christmas time is love at one point. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Clay Aiken's Merry Christmas with Love is number three. Number two, John Denver. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I think this is pretty good. I feel like we shouldn't laugh at this. I feel like right now there's somebody who is like having a terrible childhood memory, yeah. and we're poking fun. Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want. I mean, John Denver was like, he was like an honorary Muppet. Just last year. And the number one worst Christmas song of all time is New Songs, "The Christmas Shoes." <clears throat> the Christmas Shoes. Rob Lowe was in the video. Uh, oh, I've heard this. This is the. This is. It's. If it's the uh, song that I'm thinking of, it's very, very depressing, and it makes me sad on the inside. This is the song. So should I play it just to make you cry? I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to cry or just. It's kind of lame. There I stood in another line, trying to buy that last gift or two. By God, it is Rob Lowe. And it's like pre like career resurrection Rob Lowe. Pacing round like little boys do. And in his hands he held a pair of shoes. And his clothes were worn and old. Basically, it's 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 about a kid who wants to buy some shoes for his dying mother so she has so she can look pretty when she goes to heaven and it's just it's way too depressing to be a christmas song it's, it sounds way depressing. too depressing uh, i'm wondering how many like you know christmas bouts of depression can be yeah. blamed on that song here's another song that is not a christmas song but for some reason it used to always get played with christmas music and it's really it's it's something that we should not poke it, fun of at all is it father christmas no, by the not, king, by the I kings? played that this morning, though. We should not make fun of this at all, but... Um, I, uh, I don't know if I've heard this. It's so terrible. Or we're going to hell, by the way, for making fun of this. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus was his first name. I'm not going to let it keep going, because it's a song about an abused child, and I'm not going to let us sit here and make fun of that, because we should not be making fun of that. But apparently somebody made a version of it to The Sims. Oh, my God. Which is uh, is pretty incredible. I'm going to just go for it. Oh, jeez. I'm just going to stop that right now before <laughs> before people <laughs> complain about us. But yeah, so there's a list of some of the worst Christmas songs of all time. Uh, what do you think? What were some of the worst ones you ever heard? And this is totally yeah, are, veered off the paranormal rails, by the way. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm not a big fan of. I, I kind of uh, have a dislike for a Little Drummer Boy. Really the original? Yeah. The, I don't know. Now, what do you think of the? I know it's like a classic and everything, but. 
What, what, what do you what do you think is uh, the worst version of it? Oh, I don't know. I've, I don't know if I've listened to that many versions. What do you think of the David <laughs> Bowie, Bing Crosby version? I don't know if I've heard David Bowie. Bing You're Crosby. kidding me. That can't be true. You you can't have never heard of this. Because I like Dave Bowie and I like Bing Crosby, so why wouldn't I like Bing? Crosby? Bing Crosby has a Vivo. Do you think he, do you think he monitors it himself? That's what I mean. Hello. Hello, Bowie. Can I use your phone? You butler. <laughs> what? It's been a long time since I've been the new anything. What's happened to uh, Hudson? I guess he's changing. Yeah, he does that a lot, doesn't he? Um, oh, I'm David Bowie. I live down the road. Paul. Sir Percival lets me use his so, piano when he's not around. He's not around, is he? I can honestly say I haven't seen him, but come on in. This is very awkward. marvelous. Some of very them. awkward conversation between oh, David Bowie and Ben Crosby. Oh, yeah, most of them, really, yeah. Oh, I do indeed. But you've never heard this actual song? No, I haven't. Really? This is a treat. They told me A newborn king to see Our finest gifts we bring It's okay for me to say oh Jesus. It's fine. Perhaps we'll see. This is the time of year when I can say it. Our finest And this is new to you. This is completely new to you. Alright, so later on you need to go and you need to watch the entire video. Okay. I will. And then you need to go back and you need to find this version of it. I'm gonna put that on my bucket list. This is from Funny or Die. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I even have a go at White Christmas. They reenacted the whole thing, word for word, <laughs> until the end when they put their own spin on it. Come, they told me, That's Will Ferrell as David Bowie and John C. Riley as Bing Crosby. They're both really good singers. Surprisingly, our finest gifts we bring. I like his makeup. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Years from now, perhaps we'll see. I'll see the day of glory. Oh, man. It's just, it's hilarious. And then, of course, at the end, they get into a fight. Yep. And it's, uh, yeah. Well, they have to. Pretty incredible. Pretty special. So, uh, yeah. And looking here on Jezebel.com, they had like a, a like a um, like a tournament. Oh wow! For the worst Christmas song ever. Uh, All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth versus Toyland. The Christmas shoes versus Do They Know It's Christmas? Come on, that's got Bono in it. How can it be that bad? So I'm trying to look here at the uh, the actual. Let's see if we can get the actual winner. Ah, I can't see. This is uh, ill 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 prepared. Right now, we're just That's doing fine. this off the cuff. Uh, let's see, Gawker.com is the 10 most annoying Christmas songs. They have Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, no, which is, yeah. yeah, it's The bad. Jingle Bell Dogs, that's pretty annoying. No, no, shut your mouth. I love that. <laughs> uh, they also have I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, The 12 Days of Christmas, 
Maybe it's cold outside. No. I don't think it's that bad. They they picked that, that version kinda, of the Drummer Boy. That that's not exactly about Christmas. It's kind of about right other things. But it, it, yeah, they do point out here that it is a very creepy song, and that's true. It is. Was hoping that you'd let me in and do some dirty things to you to keep warm. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, they just did a Lady Gaga did a version of that with Joseph Gordon Lovett on her Muppets special. Really? Yes, and they have uh, Happy Christmas War is Over as being a bad Christmas song, one of the most annoying Christmas songs. Do they know it's Christmas? Last Christmas by Wham. Come on, and of course the Christmas Shoes wins that one as yep. well. Yep. So there you have it. Do you know, do they know it's Christmas? I don't know if I do. Band-Aid? Mm. Oh, they, they shut it down. How about the Wham? Come on, we gotta get the Wham. <laughs> it's a Vivo. We gotta get the Wham. I played this this morning, too. Oh, Andrew originally just blocked us. There we go. <laughs> Gawker writer, blogger, what have you, wrote, This song is like your ex-boyfriend who finally stopped calling but still tries to Facebook stalk you when he gets drunk or depressed. Also, I feel like George Michael is disingenuous when singing this. He might as well be saying, Last Christmas I was in a popular singing duo. The very next day I threw you away and started a solo career and never thought about you again. But this year, to give you some cheer, at least you'll get a royalty check, Andrew Ridgely. And I already vowed to play some unique and different Christmas music next Saturday morning. So tune in from 6 to 10 a.m. 6 to 9 a.m., I'm sorry, as I will do a little teaser. Yeah. And if you have any suggestions of what you think I should play, you can email me, Tim at SpookySouthCoast.com, during the course of the week and give me some ideas for songs that we can play. But don't give me Grandma Got Run Over by the Reindeer. Please do not. Yeah. I was a big Dr. Demento fan as a kid. I used to listen to Dr. Demento every week. I always looked forward to his Christmas episode, but I just knew that I was going to have to hear Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, like twice. Because he'd play it once during the show and then once during the Funny Five. Yeah, it's not a very good one. I'm not a big fan. I'm trying to see what else there was for Dr. Demento Christmas songs. So, so I mean, I remember some of them being pretty, pretty decent. Let's see here. Well, the Chipmunk song, of course. Uh, Spike Jones' version of All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. That's a favorite. Anything Spike Jones is a favorite. Uh, the Barking Dogs. Alan Sherman's 12 Gifts of Christmas. I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. Stan Freeberg's Nothing for Christmas was pretty good. Uh, Yorgi Jorgensen's I Yes Go Nuts at Christmas. You ever heard that? No, no. That's a pretty good one. And, uh, of course, probably the best Christmas song of all time. I'm going to play this for you right now. I know that you'll agree with me. Oh, yes. This is this is a good one. Okay. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me beer. 
and a beer. Why are we getting it? Like in mono. Okay. On the third day of Christmas, my true. What's wrong with you, YouTube? Let's try this again. Okay. Okay, YouTube's tied. Well, here's a quiz. Quiz for Duck. Okay, I have my thinking too on. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it's what right. are the 12 days of Christmas? Faulty production. Just figure it out, right? Christmas is when. That that was probably my favorite Christmas song growing right. up as that a kid. Good. That that whole idea just crashed and burned. That's fine. <laughs> Much like this entire anyway, program. There's three French toast. Yep, three French toast, two comic books. No, two turtlenecks. Yeah. yeah. It's uh if, let's see if I can How remember. Many jelly donuts. No, they don't make it to jelly donuts. They don't. They forgot the jelly donuts. Because <laughs> they, they say that at the end. It's uh, a beer in a tree. Yeah. But wait, let's see if I can start at twelve. Uh, I don't know if they do they make they don't no make they don't 12. make it to twelve because they skip ahead the singers make them skip ahead seven <laughs> packs of smoke six packs of two five golden toques yeah four pounds of back bacon three French toast two turtlenecks and a beer in a tree yeah what's that's, a toque anyway a toque is like the the hats that they oh wear. okay that's Canadian speak for hat yes let, let's see if I can get the entire list from. Uh, from the interwebs. Interwebs don't fail me now. Yeah, everybody can hear me type. Did you ever hear their song they did with Getty Lee, Take Off? Yes. That's a good one. Yep, yep. All right, let's see it's here. All, all types of Canada. Just lyrics aren't available? Malarkey. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, they can make it to eight. Eight comic books. Mm-hmm. Eight comic books. Uh, so seven packs of smokes. Seven packs of smokes. I'm trying to look. Six again? I'm trying to find it. Six packs of two four, mm. whatever that is. Five golden toques, four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer mm. in a tree. And at the very end, he's like... There's definitely a better version of the original, because the original just gets redundant. Right. And it's just like... Ugh. I told you to get me we donuts. I already heard this Either the ninth day or the tenth day or the eleventh oh. day, I wanted donuts. On the twelfth day, you could have got me a dozen donuts. <laughs> you could have gone down to like the good donut shop, where if you buy a dozen, you get another one free. And then the thirteenth, for the thirteenth days of Christmas. Next Christmas, I'll get me a chainsaw. <laughs> well, <laughs> that I song think, was a beauty, eh? I think we eh? have to uh, go for the news. That song was a beauty, eh? Yeah, it ranks yeah. up there with Stairway to Heaven. All right. That's our performance of the McKenzie Brothers. Let's see <laughs> if I can get the news to come up so that we don't forget. What what hour is it? Nope, oh, there it goes. And it's supposed to be going. WBSM presents Spooky South Coast with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Welcome back, Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa. This is hour number three of a show in which we probably shouldn't have gone more than 20 minutes. I think it's going swimmingly. We had about that much material for tonight. 
Normally we are talking with you about the paranormal each and every Saturday night, but the Bruins are on tonight in our usual time slot. The pregame starts at 9.30, so we'll be with you all the way up until then. And uh, if you want to tune into the show in our regular time slot of 10 to midnight uh, on a Saturday night, you will usually hear us discussing the paranormal with some guests and some of the more interesting people in the paranormal field. But, you know, tonight we're having just kind of a laid-back night because we were going to try to get out of having to come in with the storm (laughs) yeah but then we figured you know i promoted it all morning they've been promoting it all week so we figured that we should probably come in and do the show we figured there were going to be cancellations and we'd have to give updates and uh we risked our lives life and limb to come in and perform for you people but uh here's an update snowing there it is it's starting to build up a little bit so it doesn't look too bad i see i see i'm contemplating whether or not i want to do this i think it's totally legit i think it's awesome all right. Let's do it. We have joining us on the phone. We have the entire crew There's from John so Tobin's Corey Hunt Hounds yep. Halloween party. Oh, and they just dropped off as soon as I said that. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. They're like, let's hang up. First they called the VIP line, then they called us. All right. Let's go right to the phones here. We've got the whole crew down there at the holiday party. Hello. Are you guys with us? Hello. 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 Uh, how's everybody doing? We're, we're doing spectacular here. How's everybody feeling there? Sounds like a party. Can you hear us? We can hear you. Can you hear us? We can hear you. Yes. Affirmative. Hey, Tim, how was last night? It was pretty good, actually. We had a, a pretty good turnout. We had a lot of gifts for Toys for Tots. We are really missing you guys tonight. Yeah, sorry that I need air. Just for your listeners' sake, we've got Joe Chin, Brian Cano, Flip Sterl, John Tobin, and uh, Tiffany Rice here. You say you've got quite the crew going on there. You've also got like six feet of snow, don't you? We have a lot of snow, but these guys came out last night, so uh, they made the party, which is great. But none of us have pants. Yes, Chip. At this moment. Looks like none of us have pants on at the moment, so that's cool. That's my kind of party. Something. Now, here's, here's, here's <laughs> the problem. I'm sorry, what was that, Tiff? I said I figured I'd represent the Spooky South Coast crew. By, not, yeah. by not wearing pants? Well, she has... Uh, uh, cool on. on. She's got cool on. That's what it is. So ugly. So I, ugly. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> how, how did the Toys for Tots and the the um, Odd Fest go last night? Went went pretty well. We we had three giant trash bags full of toys to donate. Excellent. That's fabulous. We we gave away some raffle prizes. We gave away a Velvet Elvis. Which, you know, we, we had a Velvet Elvis and we had a, you know, for the two grand prizes, it was the Velvet Elvis and a free Legend Trips ticket. And everybody wanted the Elvis. Nobody wanted the Legend Trips ticket. Oh, uh, I, I want it. Can but I have it? It ended up going home with Riley and Steve Black. So uh, I'm oh, sure oh, I'm sure it'll make the rounds with them as they... They're awesome. Hey, Tim, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass the phone around so everybody can say hello to the Spooky South Coast audience. Is that cool? I'm going to so, go to Joe Chin first and we're going to go around. Sounds good to me. Hey, everybody else. Spooky South Coast man, how are you doing? Uh, we're doing pretty well, Joe. How about yourself? Awesome. I'm at an awesome Christmas party with John Tobin and uh, Flip Searles and uh, Brian Kano and Tiffany Rice. And uh, having a great time. Wish you guys were here. Oh, I wish we were too. It sounds like quite the party. Yes. So uh, right, what... I'm going to hand you over to Brian Kano now. Sure. Okay. Hey, everybody. Uh, listen to Spooky South Coast. It's actually... I'll party now that you guys are a part of it. How's it going over there? Good. Hey, we've been partying ourselves here too. We right. we got a little. We got a Christmas bottle that we've been uh, dipping into a little yeah. bit here tonight. Very nice. We're gonna nice. stay warm somehow. Yeah. Well, what are you guys drinking down there? What's, what's your party consisting of? So, uh, 
the uh, Tobin brand eggnog is uh, right now ah. uh, in in all our bellies and our minds and hearts. I nice. hear I hear the the uh, Tobin brand eggnog is infamous. It is. It's, it, it really uh, warms your insides. I'm actually as I'm, I'm mingling about, I'm hearing more stories of things, uh, interesting stories that it's uh, it's caused. So uh, <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. It causes a lot of Christmas cheer. The ghost of Christmas regret. <laughs> <laughs> the eggnog is paranormal unto itself. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm actually going to pass you up to Tiffany Rice, who might have uh, one of those stories as she's bobbing and weaving over here. Hang on. <laughs> you can't have a paranormal hey, party without spirits, right? Hey, hey Tim. How are you? Hey, well, I was going to ask how you're doing, but I can tell by the sound of your voice. <laughs> uh-huh. No, no I, I'm actually just getting over a cold, so I have a, um, you know, a, a, a deep, dark voice going on. How, how's everything raspy. going? Raspy. That's what it is, raspy. It, it's going pretty well here. You know, Remember now, you have a, a holiday party tradition of we need pictures on Instagram of you kissing fake Santas. You know that I will provide those pictures to you, um, fake Santas, real Santas, and so on. <laughs> I miss you guys, and I am so sorry that I missed Autist. I really wish I was a part of it. Uh, my crew ended up coming a day early, so I had to go with them because it was a whole carpooling situation. Understand? But I, I heard it was a success. That's okay. You were there with us in spirit. Oh, uh, <laughs> groan. <laughs> Pun intended. Absolutely. I tried to be there in spirit, and I, I did stalk everybody's Facebook page to make sure that everybody did take pictures. And um, Yeah, well, were, there were some crazy pictures posted up. Good, 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 good. As I'm sure you guys will have some rolling out later on tonight as well. Oh, you know we will. <laughs> if Looking... I'm involved, you know there's going to be pictures, 20 yeah. plus. Yes, that, and that's just to take one shot. <laughs> Absolutely. 20 plus, 20 plus is actually the viewing age for the pictures. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> might, might have to be a little higher than that. Right. I hear you're going to be part of um, Paracon. I will be, yes. I'll be at uh, Parahistorycon 2. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Parahistorycon 2. And, two. and, and, and uh, you know, um, I think we should officially dub it Electric Boogaloo, John. Oh, we absolutely <laughs> should dub it Parahistorycon 2 Electric Boogaloo. Definitely. Right. I'll start, I'll start popping and no. I'll work on my popping lock. Just don't, just don't pop and lock at the same time. Oh, yeah. No, no. You'll, get a, you'll get a hernia. As long as you promise to break dance for 45 minutes during your lecture, your lecture time. I might. I may just. I could do that. Like, no, like, I don't break dance. I just break dancing. Like, by the time I'm done, it's broken, and it can't be fixed. Just like the uh, Beastie Boys, we're going to pass the mic over to uh, Flip Sturz real quick. Sure. Right. Hey, buddy. Long time no speak. I know. It's been a while. It's been about an hour and a half. Anything new since then? I don't know. I was going to ask you the same thing. I was going to ask maybe if you've had some of that Tobin eggnog. No, I'm dancing with the uh, Jim Beam Devil's Cut exclusively. There you go. Good stuff. So now I, I, I'm counting on you to uh, to provide some video, you know, maybe maybe some vines and some Instagram video and things of that, you know. Oh, I'm not shooting video. We've got people for that. Oh, you got professionals? <laughs> More so than us, yeah. Nice. So they're going to make sure they get you in all your glory. Of course. All right. I'll back pictures. I don't want seen. Well, just try not to bump your head on anything. You, you're like the tallest guy in the room, right? In a room full of Joe Chin, yes, I'm the tallest guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met John personally, so I don't know how tall he is, but I'm sure you're, you're taller than he is. 
I think John's got me in height, but I got him in length. Really? Oh, oh, there we go. Uh, it's a family show. There you go. I mean, like length of time knowing you. Right. Okay, there you go. All right, well, you guys, <laughs> you guys have recovery. a fan- <laughs> you guys have a fantastic night and a great party, and we'll talk to you all real soon. Hey Tim, I didn't get to say hello. Really, I've been kind of butting in. So hello, welcome to Spooky South Coast uh, listeners, and and thank you guys. Hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas, and we'll talk to you soon. Same thing, same thank thing you. from us to you guys, and and have a great right, party, and have a great night. All right, good night now. Take care. Bye. We do have to let them go because we do have a limited amount of time here before we have to go to the Bruins game. But it definitely sounds like a fun party. It does. It does. Now, uh, are you sad you missed it? Kind of. It would be kind of cool to have a party that you're snowed in. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, we've got like a half an inch on the ground here. And it's going to turn to rain tonight. You're not going to have to really shovel too much. Or you could be stuck out there. Are they going to make it home? Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. How long does it take airports to shovel out? And I know I'm pretty sure that Tiffany and the Chins drove. Yeah. I think they do. They they're pretty expedient on that. Uh, well, you know, when you live in that area, you're used to it. You mm-hmm. used to that lake effect snow. Yeah. So the, uh, and there's you know there's a whole bunch of people. If that not, they'll need. just have to stay another extra couple of days. I'm sure I'm they sure will. They're just like yeah, whatever. So we need to get everybody to throw another party. We need to get all those people here on the show individually, right? Because I was thinking as we're talking to them, you know, we've had John on. Yep. You know, we just had to flip on for a little bit there, but we we've never actually had Joe on. Nope. We've never had Brian Kano on. Nope. So we're slacking. Yeah. We got to get going. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> we got to get going because look at the snow. It's starting to pick up. We got to get home before all that yeah, it is, it, starts it, to come down. It wasn't this bad um, like a half hour, hour ago. Now it's uh, starting to pick up a little bit. I'm right. A little worried. I'm not too concerned. I think we're going to be all right trying to make it home. Yep. But, uh, you know, I just I, I worry about everybody that's yeah. out there at all their holiday parties. You know, locally yeah. tonight. Well, uh, I think I, I have to go pick up Moni's actually. So, oh, really? So you're going to be at a holiday party. Mm. You're yeah. not going to be able to get out of <laughs> partying and reveling. I don't know. Maybe. I I I have to go home. Mm. I've got to get Lame. up too early. I've got too much to do, Lame. and I'm I'm too scared. Too scared to drive when the snow scared gets bad. Snow? Uh, I'm not scared of snow. I'm scared of not having good brakes. Uh, I probably should have gone to Ralph's. You probably should have gone to Ralph's. And had, had some break work done. Ulysses is there. I, I know. He would have helped me out. They would have, you know, nothing major. They yeah. couldn't have done any big jobs today, yeah. but they could have no, done No, but they do walk-ins. During the week, you know, like if I had gone during the week. There's no appointment needed today on Saturday. And plus, Ralph diagnosed my exhaust problem through the through the plate glass window here at WBSM. Yep, he's just like, it sucks. <laughs> it's, it's so loud, he knew exactly what it was. So, uh, yeah, well, I should have gone and seen him. So instead, I'm just going to be hoping and praying. It's uh, it's like that other Christmas song, Dashing Through the Snow in My Rusty Chevrolet. Remember that one? <laughs> I think that was also the same guy that did the Yorgi Jorgensen song. Is that who sang that? Yorgi Jorgensen? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. But why don't we take our final break of the program? When we come back, we'll have some final thoughts. We'll take your calls, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. And we'll be back in just a moment here on WBSM's Spooky South Coast. The following is a special presentation. It keeps insisting on going off. I don't know why that is. Hey, Tom, I've got bugs. Ooh, try this ortho home defense. It's a great deal. And the bugs should stop bugging you. <laughs> nice. Stop by now through Monday to save on items like ortho home defense with Comfort Wand for just $6.99 after $6 of instant savings with your Ace Rewards card. At Ace, the helpful place. 
Limit two. Available from July 3rd through 8th at participating stores. See store for details. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Are ye plagued by foreclosure? Well, here at Jim, Lad, and Matey, we can stop your foreclosure now. We're a mortgage rescue company, and for the small fee of everything you hold dear, we will negotiate with your lender on your behalf. Call Jim, Lad, and Matey at 1-800-YAR-YAR. That's 1-800-YAR-YAR-YAR. If you're facing foreclosure, talk to the right people. Speak with HUD-approved housing counselors free of charge at 888-995-HOPE. Brought to you by NeighborWorks America and the Ad Council. Hey, Tom, I've got bugs. Try this ortho home defense. It's a great deal. And the bugs should stop bugging you. (laughs) Nice. Stop by now through Monday to save on items like Ortho Home Defense with Comfort Wand for just $6.99 after $6 of instant savings with your Ace Rewards card. At Ace, the helpful place. Limit 2. Available from July 3rd through 8th at participating stores. See store for details. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, it's me, your piggy bank. Remember when you were a little kid? All the dimes and quarters in my back. Yeah, that was good times. Good times. Now, lately, I gotta be honest, you've been ignoring me. Money's been slipping through your hands like a greased pig. (laughs) Get it? Because I'm a. Anyway, I know how it is. Now that you get a real paycheck, it's nice to have stuff. You'll start saving money next year. Well, I hate to tell you, but good saving habits start now. Put just 20 bucks in the bank a month. Make your own coffee at home instead of that latte every morning. Brown bag it to work instead of ordering in. Those changes alone could save you thousands of dollars a year. Come on, I'm your piggy bank. We can be together again, me and you, the special types. <laughs> anyway, if you don't want me to cry anymore, feed me. Go to feedthepig.org for more ideas on how to save. Feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Dashing through the snow in my rusty Chevrolet. Down the road I go, sliding all the way. I need new piston rings, I need some new snow tires. My car is held together by a piece of chicken wire. Oh, rust and smoke, the heater's broke, the door just flew away. I light a match to see the dash, and then I start to pray. The frame is bent, the muffler went, the radio, it's okay. Oh, what fun it is to drive this rusty Chevrolet. I went to the IGA to get some Christmas cheer. Uh, Jimmy's IGA. I just pass up my left I used to drive my rusty Chevrolet. My rusty Chevy Cavalier. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa. Funny thing is, this isn't even our big holiday extravaganza. We'll be back on next Saturday night, uh, I believe from 10 to midnight, in our regular time slot. What's going to happen when we have a Christmas Eve show? We're totally skipping that, right? We're not going to come in on Christmas Eve. No, no, I don't think so. I don't want to come in and do Santa Watch for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. We can skip that one. Yeah, I have to be in bed or else Santa won't come to my house. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was told. If I'm not in bed by 9 o'clock on Christmas Eve. Christmas will be ruined. Right. Ruined. Ruined. (laughs) Chris, I don't want Christmas being ruined on my watch, that's for sure. (laughs) But uh, if you have any... uh, (laughs) If you... (laughs) I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. If you have any uh, suggestions for weird Christmas songs that we can play next week, just give us an email. SpookyCrew at SpookySouthCoast.com. That's the way to get a hold of us all week long. You can also follow us on Twitter at SpookySC. 
Uh, I'm on Instagram at Tim Weisberg, face, uh, Twitter at Tim Weisberg, Facebook.com slash the other Tim Weisberg. Matt, you're all over the place as well, usually as smoking monkeys. Yep, smoking monkeys. Um, yeah, Matt Costa. I think it's, I'm that Matt Costa on Facebook. Really? Yeah. I got it before that, Matt before Costa. Before that, Matt Costa. <laughs> nice. That works out well. So you, so you, have, a, you have a public page? Or is that like no, a regular profile? No, that's just profile? my URL. Okay. Yeah. You got to make like the fan page that people mm-hmm. can like. And then never respond to anything on it like Moniz does on his page. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he has one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know because I'm the admin for it and I have to tell him when he's got like six messages that he needs to go in and check from people who remember him from the Raven. <laughs> and that's how they find him. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back next week. We will definitely have a guest and we'll have a topic right. to discuss. And oh, we didn't even talk about the I, – I just thought of a song that I hate. What's that? That, that Waitress' song. Oh, oh, oh Christmas yeah. Rapping. Oh, the yeah. worst song ever. So oh. – get into that on another day yeah no yeah there's no need to even discuss that we don't need to give that any kind of airtime whatsoever that 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 goes beyond just being the worst christmas song that might be like worst song of all time right. you know and and I, I don't know why they keep insisting on playing it i don't know it's terrible terrible the 80s were a hell of a time <laughs> So that about does it for this week's show. Stay tuned here for the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. That game is happening. The pregame starts in just a few minutes. The game itself will start at 10. Tomorrow, a full day of football action. 10 o'clock pregame show for the Patriots. And then at 1 p.m., it's the pass in the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots playing for the AFC East title. And if they win, they are in the playoffs. They are the AFC championships. They call it free hat and t-shirt day at in the Patriots locker room, but they also have a chance at being the number one seed with that Denver loss the other night. So uh, that should be pretty, pretty intense considering the way that that last game went down between the Finns and the Pats. And then at 7:30 PM, we'll have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Always a great clash between those AFC North rivals. So tune into all that action right here on WBSM. Matt, I know you'll be here in the morning. Yep. You don't want to just sleep here with a storm coming. I, I, it might be a good idea. But... Chris says that couch is pretty comfortable out there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And Something about sleeping at work. Weird. Right. I've done it. We've all done it. We've all been <laughs> there. I remember the days of working in our old day job together, and there was that one time I went and I, I slept on the counter. Did you? Yep. Mm. Just that, cause I, that had to be uncomfortable. It was, but I thought it would be the funniest when people came in. I wanted to sleep in the booth, Yeah. but I was afraid that when people came in and opened the door, they would freak. <laughs> So I, I just laid on the counter, and I worried the whole time about falling over. I didn't sleep at all. I didn't sleep very well. I also heard you can sleep on the ref- on the freezers downstairs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, when you break in in the middle of the night. All right, that does it for this week's show. Until next week, we want you all to stay spooktacular.